Hello. Hello. Hello, and welcome to. Is it episode two? It or is episode it, two. Or was it? Or was the or previous was episode episode zero? That was pilot. episode zero. This is episode. The We've first. been commissioned, so yeah. it's episode one. Yeah, but not like the shit episode one. <laughs> The sugary episode one. <laughs> We're like a better episode one. <laughs> <laughs> there may be some occasional swearing in this podcast, so just, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, totally We're not too bothered. Um, hmm. This is Culturally Minded. Um, my name's Tom. You are? Neve. And we are talking all things cultural and mental health. Yeah. You'll get the idea. Um, if you want a huge explanation of what the podcast is, listen to the last pilot episode. Yeah. So today we are going to be looking at some comic books, some graphic novels um, that have mental health connection. That's going to be a big discussion between us two. Then I'm going to give a recommendation of something that hopefully will make you laugh. Yes. And then we're going to have a look at a book that Neve has read, A Girl on the Train, I believe. Yeah. And then there's a few things coming up that we want to tell you about. That's what's going to happen in this podcast. So... First of all, comic books. Why don't you tell us about your comic books, Neve? Yep. Um, mine are alone, actually, from one of my book clubbers. Um, Riley basically handed me these two comics and said, you should read these, you will love these. And I've learned that when people hand me stuff with that level of force, it's good to just accept and not. <laughs> However, Riley was totally right. I've absolutely um, invested in this story now. It's called The Movement, and it's... Um, written, I think, by Gail Simone and Freddie Williams II. Um, and the movement are a, a group of um, mostly teenagers, down and outs, who live rough and have lots of aspects that you know normal society would deem as, as disadvantages, but they've turned these around and kind of become superheroes oh. and are, are looking to defend the downtrodden you know because that's where they came from that's what they know um obviously they're you know they're superheroes there are super villains there's a lot of um there's a lot of, of standard comic book stories as you would imagine if you're a superhero fan but this is different because the perspectives of our main characters are so different one of my favorite characters throughout whose name i've obviously forgotten um <laughs> is wheelchair bound and um and you kind of you kind of the character you you invest so much in her you kind of don't think about it it's not that it's not a part of who she is it's just it's not all of who she is um and and they bring, put that across so well with with all of the characters they've uh, uh, you know they've challenges but they get on with it and it's it's just totally different to anything that i've read before for me this is kind of the comic book equivalent of sense 8 um which is a netflix tv series that was released last uh, in the last few months revolving around eight characters set in, across eight different countries globally and it's incredibly progressive it's really liberal in its politics I'll warn you now if you're not into that kind of thing um but all of the characters are really well drawn and have great depth and to me the movement is is you know following in on that it's uh so it's so okay so the idea is that these are uh, people with disadvantages that we traditionally might have thought oh, they, limit they, people like they can't be superheroes so you've got a, yeah. a girl here in a wheelchair what are the what are the other sort of dis disadvantages in inverted commas that people have yeah well i mean for for some of it it's it's things that will you'd be familiar with you know there are runaways there are people whose families no longer have a place for them um there are people who because of the things that they believe or their personal politics are no longer welcome in their societies it's it's 
a lot it, it, and I'm, and I'm not, not doing it anything like enough justice now because across the two books that I've read and I believe there's um there's a few more so there's probably around five issues in each of these books um they're each given their own sort of depth an arc so it, I, don't, I don't even want to li limit it too much it's it's anybody who's ever felt like an outsider okay. and will find say, something that of, will represent them in yeah, this yeah that sort of word outsider kind of comes into my mind I, mm. people who aren't sort of uh, again inverted commas the norm there's a little panel here of, of, of a team of them just saying it's simple we don't want to be pushed around no more uh, we've got a few demands, get it, I would listen. The idea of being pushed around, so I think we all feel like that at, at some stage, and I think people uh, who I, I know uh, yeah, might, might respond to this. I mean, I must say, it's very, um, it is classic comic book stuff. Oh, it's so beautiful, I mean, it's so well produced you've got to be, it's drawn. like, but, it's, but what I mean is, it, and I'll talk about this in a sec, is that it's the stuff that I've looked at is more sort of graphic novel type mm. stuff. This is very much guns, Smashing heads. It's a classic comic. <laughs> um, Superheroes. It's it's like Watchmen, but like a bit more. Um, yeah, it's. It, I think it's in the DC Marvel mold for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a DC comic, so it makes sense that it's. But it's it's certainly um you know, but it's a mainstream comic tackling things from a non-mainstream perspective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you think about our superheroes, Superman in particular. I mean, he was raised within, you know, a relatively modest family, but everything we can do, he can do better. Bruce Wayne, who becomes Batman, comes from incredible wealth. Um, Peter Parker, who gets bitten by a spider, is really, really smart when it comes to science and stuff. Um, and, and they're just kind of three of the, the main ones. I'm more of an Avengers girl myself, but the team's mm -hmm. too big to start going through. Um, but all of those, are they come as, like, complete packages. Whereas within this... Um, the superhero elements are enhanced by things that we would normally consider to be limiting. You know, these aren't perfect. These aren't perfect beings like Superman or Supergirl. They're not incredibly entitled the way Batman is. These are people who are have struggled, and their their identity is really strong. They know who they are, and you know, just reading it from that point of view, I, I found it so interesting. Um, so good wreck, Riley, and okay. that's uh, that was my the movement. It's called cool. the movement. Um, you can buy different. Uh, yeah, I've got the first uh, first two volumes, and um, the volume one is called Class Welfare, which um, will probably give you a bit of a sense yeah. that it's slightly different. And volume two is called Fighting for the Future. Um, I'm really enjoying them. I'm I'm absolutely going to beg, borrow, or steal um, the next. I'm not going to steal them, <laughs> uh, but the next. The next few issues, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to to, and I, I like um Gail Simone anyway. I really is she the uh, artist or is she the writer? I believe she's the writer. Okie dokie. Um, the stuff that I that I chose because uh, we thought graphic novels, comic books. There's a an artist called uh, Elaine Will. I think online she's Elaine M Will, and she's a Canadian. And someone sent me a link to her stuff. And I was really interested uh, by it. It's, it's, she's written a book called Look Straight Ahead. Um, so it says on her, on her site, the tumble home of Elaine M. Will, freelance illustrator and Zeric award-winning, I don't know what that means, uh, what the Zeric award is. But she won an award <laughs> won from a guy called Zeric. Uh, cartoonist of the mental illness drama Look Straight Ahead. And that really sums it up, is that it's not, um, it's not a comic book. Mm. It's not about fighting and guns and... Explosions. It's more about um, an everyday uh, story of a, of a high school kid who happens to suffer from 
mental health issues. Now often we, I, I work for Arts and Minds and I get sent all this stuff often by artists and this one really interested me. So mm. I went and, and bought the book and I'm, and I'm sort of halfway through at the moment. And it's fantastic. It's beautifully illustrated. I'll show you some. Uh, uh, Neve, I'll show oh, wow. Neve the, uh, the sort of the pictures online. So I'll uh, I'll stick up a link to um, the Look Straight Ahead Tumblr. So yeah. that y if you if you're listening to this, you have the option of. Um, oh wow, they're gorgeous. The whole um, book is actually available online, so you can just you can just, uh, get it for I mean, free that's online. Very Oz, isn't it? Oz and Neverland. And yeah. It's... So I mean, the, 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 I guess my the point about this is that it's it's it started making me think about the peculiar um, thing that graphic, no graphic novels and comic books can do that, that normal fiction can't. Mm. And that is, you get a few pages of the guy and he's having a fairly normal life. He lives in America. He's a 17-year-old or so. He's at high school. Um, he's having a pretty difficult time. That's all very realistic, naturalistic sort of drawings. And then suddenly it'll pop into his head and the whole thing is just so wonderfully visual so you get all these fantasy scenes and they're not done in a now we have a fantasy yeah and it's not done in a this is a flashback it's just it's just woven into the narrative mm. and it's not and i think it's because it's more like, like how memories actually well i think work. so and i think it's it's not like i don't think you could do that in a in in prose i think you, you know you could you have visual motifs that come in the whole comic graphic novel um Genre is something that is is so good for this sort of thing because mm. you know if you're trying to express your, what's going on in your head, it's so difficult to sort of put it into words. So if you try, if you know, if anyone's had any mental health issues, you start telling people about it, they don't really get it. Yeah. But maybe a picture or a, I mean, a and it, I think it's, it's still such a uh, you know it's it's such a creative medium, and I think it's still when people are playing with a lot more. Uh, I have a friend called Tom Ellis who's um, actually released an independent comic book series called To Kill. Now the first one's about assassins and you know and it's really enjoyable it's it's you know he's put this project together um and and created it from scratch um and as part of that he released a soundtrack for you to listen to while you're reading it oh, um and it's just you know it, i read a lot of books and i have particular music that i like to read to i have music i'd never consider reading to and it was just such a, a nice idea my a friend of my, um, mine chris nixon who's a leeds-based author um you know he he writes um historical fiction and he will sometimes put up um like a jazz soundtrack if the book features a lot of jazz music and that kind of thing. And uh, my brain hasn't quite gotten used to the idea of having a soundtrack to go with a book or a comic. Okay. But it's, it, it's a medium that allows for so many different, you know, um, aspects to be, to be built into it. Especially when you look at stuff on, on the internet. I mean, I'd really recommend this. Um, I haven't finished it yet, but I will be very soon. And we may even be having Elaine at an event uh, in a few Ooh. months' time as part of Thought Bubble. Um, which brings me on to the next artist, um, who's a guy called Daryl Cunningham. I'll show you his stuff. His, his is very, very um, blocky, sort of... More sort of... Um, the stuff you might find in a, a, kid's, a kid's comic style. Mm. It's really, really sort of basic illustration. Uh, Daryl and I saw at a thing called the Love Arts um, York Conference... And he started talking about his own... He's got a, a fascinating story. He's a local guy. He's Yorkshire-based. Mm. And he's written a, a great book called Psychiatric Tales, which it was his first book. He's now a professional artist and yeah. writer. But back then, he, he's always drawn. And I'm, I'm telling his story for him, but uh, he's not here to do so. <laughs> uh, so I've got someone's got it. But he, he, um, he decided he, he, he was going to give up all this art stuff. You know, he wasn't getting anywhere in life. He's going to... You know, become a psychiatric nurse. Mm. He'd he'd been working at um, 
Um, That's I a bit different. He'd been working at uh, one of these old style asylums for for a few years and and just sort of earning money on the side. And he thought, no, sod it, I'm gonna I'm gonna not worry about this art stuff and I'm gonna be a nurse. Mm. And sadly, he had his own um, his own breakdown and realised he couldn't be a nurse. And he started po- around about the same time. He started posting his comics up. He started writing comics about his experiences mm. working with people with mental health issues. Subsequently, he had his own mental health issues, so it all sort of came full circle. Yeah, and people started reacting to these on his Tumblr site, and suddenly he had like thousands of people saying, "This is great stuff." Mm. Eventually, he put it together into a book, sold it, and now he's onto his sort of fifth book, and he's making a great job of it. And you mm. think, well, these. I think it was, that's he just inspiration. needed that first well, story, to, yeah, and, and it so, turned out to so be his, his own life. I know, and 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 sort of looking at and try to explain to to the sort of a general reader what what psychiatric illnesses mm. are all about. So he, using really, really simple drawings and really, really basic stories, he sort of, he uses himself mm-hmm. as a sort of narrator. Um, well, like just the one or two that are on this the screen there, and again, we'll pop up a link to his um, his blogs spot. They're, they look like those, the old cartoons you'd get in newspapers. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're the same yeah. shape and format and... Um, you know, Doonesbury. Doonesbury, yeah. So, or, yeah I mean, that's sort, sort of deceptively more, more, simple. Yeah. But so, that, so I, I mean, if you want to have a look at the, the psychiatric tales book, he, he goes into sort of what's like, what uh, dementia is, what, um, mm. it's, but it's not done in a very, it's not done in a really, really sort of preachy way. He's just mm. trying to sort of get across through storytelling in saying there was this guy who did this and there's this yeah. woman who did that. Um, and then he sort of goes into his own, his own story t- towards the end of the book. And it's wonderful. Uh, so that's a big that's a big thumbs up for Daryl and uh, and again Daryl might be uh, we might be arranging an event with Daryl so um, if you're interested just just watch this space so so yeah they're my two recommendations um, mm. just generally I think that that point about comic books being able to do something that that, that regular prose isn't what do you think of that do you think that's true um, I I I mean we we. We're joking in the last um, segment about how sometimes people have some sort of snobby aspects around uh, around um, culture and and, mm. and things like that. I don't share it. Um, I'm when it come, for me when it comes to telling a story, I don't care what format you use as long as the story gets told. What works best for me is is when you find the medium that best tells that story. So an example would be there's a ph- phenomenal book called um, Perfume, um, who was written by somebody... Siskin, Siskin, Patrick Siskin. That sounds really far more accurate than anything <laughs> I had going through my head. And it's a phenomenal book, and you're reading this story about a guy who um, orientates himself with the world around scent. And they announced that they were going to make a film of it, and I was really naysaying it, because I just thought, how do you possibly show that in film form? And it was Ben, ben Winshaw that they picked um, to play... The, the primary character, Alan Rickman, I think, is in it, and so on. And they did a superlative job of... They used colours and sounds and visual imagery in order to show what he was smelling. And it worked so well. I was I was delighted, you know. I was really, really worried that it wouldn't. Um, for me, there are some, some stories that comics just seem to be the natural medium. Um, and what, one of the things that I'm discovering is that I'm... Comp- you know that that the, it does seem to be something that it's so adaptive. I've been reading Sherlock Holmes. I read mm. one of the one of the original novels that had been turned into a graphic novel. Agatha Christie books are getting turned into the so ones where I was totally satisfied with them being books are being turned into comics, and I'm delighted by them. Um, I don't. I I suppose 
the the limits of any story um, fall, I think, with the author or or the or the reader rather than the the medium. So I don't. I find it funny when people quarrel about Kindles. I'm always going to love a good book because of the generation I'm in. But I'm pretty sure that my nephew or, or you know, great nephews and nieces down the line will be horrified. We chopped down trees uh, to tell one yes. story one I time. Can't, I can't go into the Kindle book debate now. But, but no, for but me, I, but it's think, the format. The, yeah. the format doesn't matter. If it comes to you as an audiobook, as a comic, as a film, as a song, if a story is being told, it's just finding the right medium. But I for think you. I think there's something about that, about um, trying to get inside someone's head, and I think that's a lot of the stuff that we're talking about in specific to mm. mental health. Mm. Is that is that it's so hard to write the inside of your head because it doesn't form no. sentences you don't have sentences no, and if, you don't dream in sentences no and if you you're anything like me it's hard enough to understand what's going on inside my head well, exactly. when you, I'm just like you, living it let alone analysing it but also know. I think I guess dreams are something that, that always feature a huge amount in, in comic books I know in, in Elaine's book there's a huge dream sequence at the start and it's, and it's beautiful it's beautifully mm. rendered and I think I just think back to sort of James Joyce uh, and all that. Now this is going a bit highbrow, but I've never managed to get through Ulysses. Mm. I've, I, uh, you probably I have, have. You, because you know you're an intellectual. But I'm it, not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do. I do think that what he's trying to do in that in 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 his books is trying to get this idea of what consciousness is about. Mm. That it's not regular. That it's it's sort of all over the place. Yeah, and it's but sometimes fun it, to me to imagine what authors, if they lived today. Would they still write? Would they find photography well, that's as a what better I mean. medium? I think that you know films? those the ideas that words are just it. I'm not sure I agree. I mm. think if you look at some of the pictures in Elaine's book, they're beautiful, but they're not. Well, no, I'm quite careful. I've, no... I've been quite careful. For me, it's the story. It doesn't even have to come in words. I'm just, th- I'm just thinking you know? about um, <laughs> about the, sort of the 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 medium of, of of drawing with words, which is what I suppose comic book art. If you look at, again, you look at Elaine's work. It's just like. It, it sums it up without mm. having to have like a whole sort of sentence or two. Anyway, that it's not well, a huge for, for me. There's like a, a, a test. Um, if if ever if ever I'm like slightly dubious about the format that something is going to take, I remember that everything works with Shakespeare. Right, <laughs> it, but it but it does. Um, I had a graphic novelization of um, Macbeth when I was a kid, and I pretty much memorized most of the third act because it was <laughs> so well done. I was so engrossed with it. I've seen you know Ten Things I Hate About You. I think is one of the greatest like teen comedy drama films. It happens to be heavily based on a Shakespearean story. There are albums that I've bought purely because they tell a particular story through song. You can buy albums that are just Shakespearean poems set to music. And and Shakespeare works whether it's in comic book form or film. So for me, I'm like, yeah, we can make it work. Shakespeare made it work. We're right, fine. look, <laughs> Neve, let's move on because I think we don't want to dwell too much. But I reckon we should have a podcast that looks at Shakespeare. Yes. And there's Hamlet, there's King Lear, there's all sorts of stuff. Lady Macbeth. Macbeth. Uh, I think there's a very fascinating thing. And let's, let's, let's yeah, address King this Henry II. In the next podcast. Yay, we have theme. You see, it's, 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 it's happening on the hoof here. <laughs> okay, so, that, so what we're going to do in each, in each podcast, just to sort of remind you, is to have that sort of chunk at the start where we, we have this... Ramble. Uh, ramble around a specific thing. So yep. next, next week it might be Shakespeare. Mm. So it's comic books. Um, if you have anything to say, if you have anything to add... Just uh, comment on the blog or, yeah. you know, you can upload your own um, yeah. recordings or we might invite you onto this podcast Just get in to touch. talk, get in touch. Okay, on each podcast, we've decided that we're going to give you a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the last one, it was a recommendation from you. What was it last time? Uh, I said 
Yorkshire Sculpture Park or Hyde Park, but mostly green. Go and see some green stuff. Now, um, I was struggling to to think of what my recommendation was. Uh, this I was thinking what books I've been reading. The problem is that the books I read at the moment are quite dark and depressing, and and you know I wouldn't He's recommend. He's a tortured soul. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's about <laughs> it's sort of reading about awful things makes your life seem quite nice. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Um, uh, but I'm not going to go into that. But so I just thought, what, 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 what have I been watching? And I've been watching Game of Thrones, and that's incredibly dark and depressing mm. and full of particularly the of most recent dreadful series, yeah. stuff. So I can't really recommend that. that. But what I have been enjoying, and, and what I think you would too, is um, a Radio Four comedy. Now, uh, some of you may be Radio Four listeners, some of you may not be. But the Radio BBC Radio app is brilliant. If you've got an iPhone, uh, I don't know if it works. Actually, it works on other phones um it's brilliant it's really or right. online or online it's, it's a fantastic resource for loads of loads of great stuff and this is called in and out of the kitchen and it's by and it stars a guy called miles jupp he's a comedian he used to be on um balamori this guy miles jupp he's also in as in uh, what's the story yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he spent like years uh, <laughs> being this character he hated it but, <laughs> but it paid the bills think. and then um, uh, so and he's a comedian. He's also on Rev. Um, he plays the, one of the vicars on Rev. Um, he's he's brilliant. And, and I think the reason probably why why I like him is because we were talking about snobs earlier, um, mm. and we talked about snobs in the last podcast. I kind of outed myself as a bit of a snob, but but um, Miles Jupp in this in this uh, in this um, comedy, this radio comedy, is is the ultimate snob. His name's Damien Trench, and he's a cookery writer. Excellent. So he's a snob about cookery. He's a snob about um, words, literature. literature. He's a snob about everything. He's brilliant. He's he's um, this hot, this latest series is leading up to the marriage that he has with his partner uh, Anthony. And uh, so recently they went on the stag do, and it was just so I I would check that out. It's it always brings a smile to my face to listen to Damien Trench give you his esoteric recipes because he, he intermingles and, it, and it's a silly character in it, and it's his agent and his builder. His builder's mm. a big character in it. Um, and it sort of follows it. It's a bit, it's a sitcom, but it's very yeah. good. Uh, they did transfer it to BBC4. It didn't quite work. It, it, things work sometimes better on radio yeah. than they do on telly. Yeah. But it's called In and Out of the Kitchen. It's on the radio. It's on Radio 4 at the moment, so it'll be there for another 30 days. Yeah. Uh, check it out. Cool. It, it will make you laugh. Well, if it doesn't make you laugh, write me a complaint. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you should check it out and tell me what you think next like, time you meet. Cool. I, will, I have homework. Yes, Wait, you give me homework. I have and I homework. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, yay. You wanted to talk about something, uh, it, not so necessarily a recommendation, but something no, you've read was, recently was, that was interesting. Yeah, it was just something that um, I uh, attend, well, I run a couple of book clubs across Leeds and um, kind of amass this sort of incredible group of people um, across the different book clubs. And um, these people are all way smarter than I am which is primarily why I hang out with them because they tell me the buzz points to say which I then repeat at later <laughs> so I'm about to do that now uh, one of the people at Medusa we, we had all of us just read The Girl on the Train and the Medusa Book Club we kind of do this every summer we pick like the it thriller so we read Gone Girl a few years ago and Before I Go to Sleep I think is I'm not, I think that was the other one, but I'll double check that and correct myself if, I, if I'm wrong. But they tend to be what I call gulp thrillers. They're ones you have to read at breakneck speed because if you slow down, you'll start spotting plot holes. Mm. Um, so I very much enjoy them as a summer read. They're good beach reads, but they're not ones that I feel 
terribly you know strongly about one way or the other and 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 the girl on the train I found a good example of this sort of book I enjoyed reading it I, I found it pleasant and you know it was but I, I I didn't expect too much from it but one of the the book lovers there was pointing out that the thing that she really enjoyed reading about the book is that the primary character is um an alcoholic we don't learn this um until a little there are hints throughout spoilers by the way um you know we we learn this as as the book progresses but we were just reflecting on how rare it is that you actually actually get a primary character like that in a novel who you know as part of their as part of their character that they have you know alcoholism or substance misuse and it was it was really interesting charting her because it's an aspect of her but it's not the primary thing about her so it was really interesting and, and seeing how other characters related to her because of of that you know it, we ended up having this really different discussion about the characterization within the book which I think is always you know any book that makes you think and talk for me is like a yay book so I came out of that feeling way more positively disposed towards it because that was just an aspect I hadn't seen did you, that I did uh, going in. Did you think it was an accurate portrayal of, of someone with well do that's, you know, do you know that's a really this? difficult one um you know to answer because um I don't have a I don't have a, a drinking issue myself, but I have had people in my life who have, and um and I actually did work in an admin capacity at um at a, a, a alcohol services um center, you know, to to work with people. Um, there were aspects that I was I was going oh that's spot on. Um, there was something particularly at the end where you know I I, I thought that was pure fairy tale would never happen in real life. Uh, um, but I think you know that's that, that's was just me coming from it there was somebody else who has you know somebody else and um, that I was talking to afterwards who is has a more intimate relationship with somebody who drinks and they were saying that there was a lot you know th there was a lot of aspects of forgetting details and you know of, of how the, the structure of language and stuff that they thought was was really good um so we were comparing it to Elizabeth is Missing which mm, is actually yeah, one of yeah. our sharing stories books where the primary character within that has um, we think it's Alzheimer's, it's a dementia, memory-related dementia, um, and how fascinating it was to follow an, uh, an unreliable, but not like lying, to, just unreliable um, you know, um, narrator in that sense. So it, it ended up being this really great discussion, um, and, and it just it popped in my head when we were saying that we were doing this as one of those oh, I didn't think this would make me think quite as much as it did. So well, maybe it did for you as well. And maybe you disagree with me entirely, in which case, get in touch. Yes, okay. Well, I mean, that's, uh, that's The Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins. Yes. Okay, so it's out in uh, hardback at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, I know Leeds Library has a few copies yeah. of Folk and Rand, though. It's, uh, it's been a big thing over the summer. I've read about it, but I haven't read it. Mm. Um Okay. It's like courtesy of that book club that I ever get to read any of the chart topping <laughs> books because otherwise I'm just so bogged down in, in my own stuff. stuff. Okay, so that's that's another recommendation. Perhaps you might want to give it a go. Right. Other stuff that's happening soon I wanna tell you about. Uh now the big thing for us that's happening and I'm gonna hand Neve a programme for the mm. Love Arts Festival. Now these are very recently produced, and we're very pleased with them. They're very um, pretty. They're very pretty. They feel nice and matte. It's they not do. glossy. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, the cover is designed by Lee's College of Art. <gasps> is that you? A picture of me on page two. I look pretty dreadful, but uh, there we go. So this is uh, we do this every year, and it's a fifth year now, which is incredible. And we have, I think, twenty-two exhibitions. Twenty-two. That's amazing. I mean, uh, most of which are in the Lee City Centre. So some of them are kind of. Um, Light night over 
that's a yes, long-standing that's one, yeah. Uh, so, so the exhibitions are uh, some of them groups. So we have our regular one where we get all our people together and we do mm. the, do the, the do the exhibition together. Some of them are solo exhibitions. Check them all out. There's also events. So you look. There's, there's yeah, snake I'm just looking here. The Snake Pit, yes. which is apparently one of the first Hollywood films to depict mental illness. Um, we will go and see it. I will be there. Olivia de Havilland. We and I've not seen it yet. We this will is offer a review at the next podcast, possibly, Ooh. or or uh, when's it on? Uh, October. Like, October. Yeah, we could. We could. Yeah. We made it. We actually not the next one, but we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it done. It. So there's plays. There's um, workshops. There's uh, poetry events. There's music. There's gigs. Uh, Lust some, for Life. Lust for Life in Leeds, yes, that should be good. Uh, that's a fun I'm just reason. randomly shouting out stuff now, but well, this is awesome. Good. It's really good. And oh, I like the map. There's, there's a really a, there's useful a map looking map. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all online as well. So have a look at loveartsleeds.co.uk. This is, this is the advert section of the, of the <laughs> uh, podcast. But, I mean, we will be doing a special podcast about stuff at Love Arts. Yeah. At, at some point during the festival, we will... We will have a little uh, love arts special yeah. um, and if you we may involve you if you're listening to this and want to get involved hmm. I, I've said this before but yeah. <laughs> I, I, I never tire of repeating it just uh, let us know and we'll we'll try and get you involved so there's that go and see it mm. love arts leads going to be good um, and uh, that's the 7th to the 21st of October yeah and in so, fact I think you'd mentioned that there was something else happening in October indeed, as well yes and that is the launch of the British Art Show the exhibition's focus that we've got this year mm. is because the British Art Show has come to Leeds Art Gallery. It's, it, the British Art Show, for those of you who don't know, uh, is a massive, um, well, it's a, a huge celebration of all the best art in Britain at the moment. It's a curated exhibition, so it, there is obviously a selection of artists that are there, and it's going to take over the Leeds Art Gallery. You know when you walk in the, in the Leeds Art Gallery, mm. there's sort of stuff that's already always there, the like, that, like that woman with the tiger. Yeah. That's all going. Yeah. All of it. I still miss you, Medicine Wheel of 2008. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. Um, but yeah, I'm going to move on. But yeah, so all that's going, they've, yeah. they've shipped it all out and uh, they're replacing it with all this new, exciting contemporary art. And Arts and Minds is uh, an ambassador for the British Ooh. Art Show. So we're trying to raise awareness about it and get people involved in writing blogs. And mm. So if you want to get involved with that, go to the British Art Show in the gallery. and. Or if you don't want to get involved with us at all, but you quite fancy going down to have Just a look, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no specific mental health uh, stuff going on there, of course, but it's uh, it'll be really interesting, I think. It's, gonna, it's quite a... I think the last time it came to Leeds was in the 70s, and uh, it, it runs once every five mm. years. Uh, it's going to be in Leeds, then it's going to tour to Edinburgh, and I think Southampton. Uh, it's going to be a big deal, So, yeah. and you will hear about it. Yeah. This may be the first time you've heard about it, Ooh. but <laughs> you, may be bored already. you may be bored already hearing about it, so I apologise if you know about it already, but it is going to be good, so go and check it out. Um, Okay, well, you know, for for episode one, I think that was that was okay. Yeah, we've, it's about a half an hour. Yeah, yeah. we said we said we'd we do said about we'd do half, half an hour. hour you know. I feel like we've think fulfilled our obligations. So just to recap, <laughs> we talked about comic books. There's there's, there's yeah. all we've got Miles Jump on Radio Four. We've got Girl on the Train. We've got Love Arts and the British Art Show. I think, and we've even decided on Shakespeare and possibly a movie for our next. Yes, I've got some good ideas. I'm already fizzing through my head. I'm scared. Okay, well, look, thanks for listening. <laughs> um, you can. Uh, Download the next episode when we have recorded it. Yes, but um, I wouldn't download it before then. No, because no. it would be just a blank timey wimey disaster. Yeah. Um, okay. But thank you very much for listening. Thanks a lot. And chat to you again. Bye.